0: Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. 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 Lord. Oh, sweet Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. My. Everyone seemed to enjoy that. This creates a good spirit. Hallelujah. There isn't anything to uh, take away uh, from the presence of the Holy Ghost. It's the answer to every one of us. Praise God. Some of our folks are complaining about being a little bit warm here. Uh, I know it's hard to keep us all just right. Some are warm, some are cold, some are in between. Some are not sure what they are. Amen. Amen. But we're here loving God and feeling the Spirit of God. Isn't that right? Yes. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you tonight in Jesus' name. And uh, I just anticipate some things in the Holy Ghost as we press toward it. Press toward it. God help us to get there. Amen. I want to bring a message tonight that would be a little bit, different from Sunday night, if you'd allow me to do so, because I want to preach tonight on victory through commitment, victory through commitment. There is absolutely nothing that affects spiritual progress any more than the lack of true lasting commitment to the things of God. And it's making up our minds. It's deciding that we are going to live for God and we're going to serve God. We're going to face every obstacle of life that will come, that must come, that should come, that ought to come. Undoubtedly, they will. But in spite of it, our mind is made up. We're going to serve God and we're going to have victory because of the commitment that we've made to not turn to the right or to the left, but to pursue righteousness in spite of those times of frustration. I believe when the church ever awakens to the importance of spiritual consistency and a spirit that says, hey, we're going to wrestle this flesh of ours down. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. I know. Let me talk just a minute. Things run through your mind. But this afternoon, I looked out in the backyard and and Arlen's dog had uh, convenienced himself in a nice spot with the sun shining and the grass. And uh, He had himself all stretched out and his head rolled up sideways and uh, he was just enjoying the breeze and he's laying there doing what he's supposed to do, living the dog's life. You know, uh, and I, I stood there and I looked at him and I said, you know, now that's exactly what dogs do. They love just to sprawl out right in the middle of anywhere, unorthodox places and say, this is it. Forget the world turns. And say, now, normally speaking, you would think a little different of this if I wasn't a dog, but I'm a dog, and dogs do things like this, amen. I don't know if you can get the message, but I'm telling you, there are some things for people, and there is some responsibilities, and only people pick up on them, and only people follow through, and only people can do what must be done, praise God. Have your Bibles read with us tonight from the 20th chapter of Deuteronomy, beginning with verse 1. We'll read through verse 8. A little, uh, It's a little long in reading, but would you read with us? When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. Everybody said, be not afraid of them. Afraid. Why will you not be afraid? For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, and it shall be when thou art. Or come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, do not tremble, Neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you now let me look at it again verse 3 and 4 latter portion of verse 3 let not your hearts faint everybody said faint let not your hearts faint everybody said faint fear not say fear not do not tremble be not terrified we've talked about four things fainting fearing Trembling, terrified. The Lord your God is he that goeth with you. Everybody said with you. And why is he going with you? He's going with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. In other words, someone said, I want the Lord to take care of this. I understand in this passage of scripture that most spiritual battles are fought In a togetherness. It's not just a matter of turning it over to God. God is saying, I will fight your battle. But don't you stay home. I will be your friend. But don't just give me your troubles. We're going to work it together. Because God uses a spiritual progression. And while he is helping you with your battle, he wants you to recognize his presence. But he wants all of the effort you've got And you giving your best effort, God's right there to guarantee I'm going to save you from your enemies. I'm going to save you from your enemies. Praise God. Praise God. Victory through commitment. Victory through commitment. Now, if you read this entire chapter, you're going to discover an absolute. One thing that God says concerning nations in which Israel was to pass through in the country in which they were to siege and the people that they were to take under control. He said, there's got to be utter destruction. You're going to have to go into that land and there is going to be a bloody fight. There will be war, there will be destruction, there will be killing. In verse 17, he tells us, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the these people are going to be destroyed. And the reason that they've got to be destroyed is that they teach you, uh, lest that they teach you not to, uh, to do after their abominations, which they have done unto their gods. Oh, so you should sin against the Lord your God. So if I remove the obstacle... If I remove the obstacle, then the temptation isn't there. The one major situation of the church world today is that we are surrounded with continuing intimidations and continuing spiritual compromises. And there is confusion. Now the scripture bears out that if you want real strength, And real solidity, it is when everybody teaches the same thing and believes the same thing. Praise God. For a marriage to be a marriage, it is more than just saying that we love each other. But there is a commitment, and there is a set of standards. There is a means of existence. There is a life that you are going to live, and God help us to live it praise God victory through commitment And I can see already that I am going to throw my outline aside. let me let me just uh, uh, forget the notes for a little bit and say this. I've noticed in the last few weeks and, and I don't uh, I don't mind being branded a little bit but I've noticed that uh, styles are changing and uh, there's a few uh, of these what they I believe they call them skirts. The way, is that what ladies wear? It's a skirt. I've been seeing some skirts coming around that are getting short again. And I just wanted to remind all of you that real spiritual commitment keeps the skirt down where it belongs. Is that good and clear? You understand that? In other words, uh, the simplest I can say it, no knobby knees around here. We could sing a song, you know. No knobby knees around here. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. But it is a commitment to a set of standards. It is conviction. It is belief. God said these people will ultimately have to be destroyed. There is only one hope for spiritual posterity. There's going to have to be the death of some things. You see, God was trying to teach Israel a principle when they were not able to have victory with Achan's sin and the entire house of Achan had to be destroyed. He wanted them to know that when there is not complete commitment, when you are not a 100% with God and with the ways of God, you can hinder the cause of the kingdom when you're not really in it yourself. And uh, this, this principle was taught. It's a very valuable principle. I want you to know tonight that for you and me, there is one thing that has to be done in our lives. It's rolling up our spiritual sleeves and say, we are going to commit ourselves to a purpose, to an objective, to a goal, and we're going to see to it that we get there. When battle was to begin, there is an outline of scriptural authority and the priest would come out and he would decree the presence of God. He would declare victory. He would tell the people, you're not to be afraid. You're not to tremble. You're not to be fearful for your God is going with you, is going to fight your battle with you. Praise God. Yesterday, the men were attempting to move some things around out beside the old bus barn. And there's a, there is an I-beam there that weighed quite, uh, quite, quite some weight. Several hundred pounds. And uh, you try to pick it up, it was was rather heavy. But when eight or ten men got a hold of it, it wasn't any problem for them to pick it up. Because there's unity. And there is strength in numbers. I'm telling you, what seems like an impossibility if you'll commit yourself to the presence of God. And know that when I go down to pick up my little part, He picks up His big part. Hallelujah. 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 You know, it's like father and son. And dad is training the boy to do things. And so the boy cares his share. And he cares, you know, 8 or 10 ounces. And Ed cares the other 40 pounds. And yet the boy says, look what we did. I'm telling you, this God, if you will join hands with him, will take the bigger share. He will take the greater load. He'll take it. But he wants it to be a together. And there is a commitment to destroy and put some things out of our life. There is a cleaning of the land. There is a sanctifying of certain areas of living and areas of life. These are prerequisites and they are requirements. But what I've come tonight to talk about is found in the writings of the same chapter, verse 5 through verses 8. There is listed in this chapter some four categories of people that are not to be included in the battle cry of victory. They are not to be a part of that time of going out to win the war. The scripture tells us in verse 5 that the officer shall speak to the people and said, What man is there that has built a new house and has not dedicated it? And uh, let him go and return to his house lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate his house. What he is saying here is that should you, when the time of war comes, should you meet up with a certain man that has a new home, it's fresh built, and he's excited over the new the new house and the smell of fresh paint. And uh, nice flooring. And he spent his lifetime, he's poured his money into it. And then war breaks out. He said, I want you to send the officer and go tell that man that he is not qualified to fight in the king's fight. And the reason that he is not qualified to fight is that when he gets out to battle, his mind is going to be divided. And he will be contemplating uh, well what's going on back home and what's happening with my wife and my children and I I just really wonder about my house and he uses this phraseology he said lest that he should die and another man would dedicate his house can you imagine the the seriousness of this this uh, insinuation here in other words He's going out to battle and get killed. His wife's going to remarry and some stranger's going to enjoy the fruit of all of his hard labor. The officer says, don't let that man go out to battle because he will be divided in his thoughts. He will, he will not be given to real commitment because he's concerned about my house, my possessions, and who's going to get it if something happens to me. What he said it's going to take to win the war is the man that is not concerned about a new house. He's not concerned about the things of this life and this present world. There is a giving up and there is a dying out and there is a segregating and a separating of our mind and our spirit from the things that press us in the natural life and the things of God. There is a committing ourselves to the cause of the Spirit and to the things of righteousness and to a making up our mind. We will serve the Lord. He said, just tell that man that he can go on back home because when he gets out there, he's not going to have his mind on his business. He's not going to be thinking right. And men that don't think the things of warfare are not going to win the war. Praise God. The other night, we were driving home, and uh, I, uh, I i don't know what I had my mind on. And you know, peripheral vision is good. I thank God I've got peripheral vision. You understand what I'm saying. That is that little bit of something you see at the corner of your eye, and you don't have to turn your head. You just catch, I can tell there's somebody over there. Got a little peripheral vision. And uh, I suppose it was peripheral vision, because the minute that the arrow turned uh, on the uh, on shaver uh, for people to turn, and go the way that we go up, free sub. At the minute it turned, I caught it. A little bit of shot of green. And the light was as red as it ever gets. I mean, it was red, red. And it, it just, it, it changed an era. They could go. So I took off. When I come to myself, my wife was hollering gay. They said, Daddy, what in the world? I said, I don't know.
1: I don't know why I'm sitting out
0: here. I stopped in the middle of the street. If there'd been a car coming, I don't know what that had done. Because not really thinking, not having my mind on what I ought to have it on just that one little glimpse of green and I was right out in the middle of the intersection and the light was as red as it could be you can't say I ran a red light I didn't I run out in it when I, I wasn't running the red light I just got out, out out in there I was dead still and just pulled right out in the middle of the intersection and stopped and looked around like well well that type of mind won't fight a battle and it won't win a war you cannot you cannot be divided among a thousand things and win you see, one of the things that parents have oftentimes times wondered in warfare is why that the military uh, world is so contrasting to the real life because they inject and they indoctrinate. The truth of the matter is they pour a bitterness and they pour a hatred into those young men because they want them to know if you live, you're going to have to be willing to kill. If you're going to survive, you're going to have to willid- be willing to destroy something. I'm telling you, church, if we are going to be victorious with God, there is things in this world that has to be put to flight. There is separation from this world that has to be. And one of the undermining principles of this modern day of Christianity is that we can be in the world, be a part of the world, fellowship the world, and still be strong and be the church. The Lord said it's not possible. There has to be a distinct identifier. And he said, I don't want anybody out fighting in the fight that is concerned about the house and what's going to happen to it and what's going to happen with all of my hard work. No, friend, if you're committed, you're committed. If you've got your mind made up, you've got your mind made up. I've come tonight to tell you, and this may be a strange sermon for Sunday night, but if you're concerned about whether or not you're going to get tempted and you're going to follow by the wayside because of some little mediocrity or some little theme that's going to press you over to one side. Friend, if a television set is going to tempt you and drag you out of the church, you don't deserve the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to have to say, Hittites and Canaanites and Canaanites and Jesucites and, pres- and parasites. I'm telling you, parasites. Let's say it right. Hallelujah. We want you people to know we've got our mind made up and we've come to kill, we've come to destroy. We're going to live for God. Hallelujah. And said, why can't you go to battle? said you got a house you're, you're sold out to. You've got your material possessions and he's not knocking that. It's one thing to have it but you enter into certain functions of life and when you get there it involves you and it takes your mind off of the things of God and God says you might as well just mark them off for a while. Mark them off for a while. They're going to have to go through this involvement of being excited over curtains and shades and light fixtures and fineries and, and after a while they'll get back to the place that that doesn't mean nothing and they'll be willing to walk out and leave that house and all of its finery and love God hallelujah praise God then he goes on to say there's another man that I don't want in the battle and that's the man that has a vineyard and yet he hasn't eaten from it in other words he has labored he's toiled he's spent much now when you say vineyard you're not talking about planting a few tomato plants you're not talking about putting a, a row of corn down a vineyard is a different thing. It is a process of years. It's a process of years. It's got to grow. And then it's 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 trimming back. And it's bringing it into production. A vineyard is several years of investment before you really get it to a place that it is fruitful and fruicious. Oh, friend, he said, if a man has planted his vineyard, He is counting the possibility of all of my years, all of my winters, all of my springs, all of my summer, all of my investment, all of my money. And now I'm here and I'm in a battle and it's about time for the grapes to come to harvest and I won't be back to harvest. And he said, that divided mind, that man that's so occupied with a vineyard will not make a good warrior. He's concerned about the grape farm. I'm here tonight to tell you. He said, send that man back to his greats. Send that man back to his vineyard. He doesn't need to go out to battle because he will ultimately die. His mind will be divided. What I'm saying tonight is we've got to find some people that are committed to have victory. This is the land of promise. This is the land of promise. In the land of promise, you can build houses. In the land of promise, you can plant vineyards. In the land of promise, you can have material possessions. But it will stalemate you. It will capture your thoughts and your mind and your spirit. And you will be so preoccupied with a thousand things that you can't do the things of God. He said, I want a fighter that doesn't have himself muddled down with the cares of a world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What does he say? He said, let him go and return unto his house, lest he die in the battle and another man eat from his vineyard. You know, there's no need to send him out there to die. uh, It's obvious. It's just suicidal. There's some things, friend, you got to keep your mind on. There's some things in life you don't have the second chance. And when you're going out to face a a spear, you're going out to face the, the fiery darts and you're, and you're going out to face the era of death. You'd better be right with yourself. You'd better have your mind made up. Someone said, I'm going to try to live for God all week. We might as well go ahead and have a funeral service tonight and bury you. Praise God. He said, don't send that man out to fight because he's divided. Someone said, pray for me that I can make it. If I can just make it in, if I can just get in by the skin of my teeth, I hadn't come tonight to preach a skin of the teeth type of ministry. I haven't come tonight to talk about a church that can scarcely be saved. Praise God. I know the scripture said, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the sinner and the ungodly appear? I know that. I've come to tell something else tonight. Hey, I may have my shoes on. I may have my wife and six kids. I may have my bills and my house, but I want the devil to know I've got them all squared away where they belong. And I'm committed to God. I'm committed to righteousness. I'm committed to wholeness. I'm committed to power. I'm committed to the spirit and I'm ready to lay it all down and go to battle. Yeah.
1: Praise God.
0: Somebody said, praise the Lord. Praise then he goes on to say in verse seven. And what man is there that hath betrothed a wife and have taken her? Let him go and return into his house, lest he die in the battle and another man take her. In other words, now there's a young man that just got married. He's exempt from warfare because he won't be able to fight anyway. He's love struck. He's so carried up in it that all he's thinking about is where she at, what's she doing, and he ain't got his mind on his business. And he said, now you send that little love bird on back home. And said, because if we don't, said, you're going to get killed worrying about what mama's, where she's at and what's going on. Said, send him on back. Send him on back. You know why some of you are not in battle tonight? You're so in love with this world that God says, because you love this world, you can't love me. Because if you love this world, you get so you get so uh, insensitive to spiritual things, and you don't really know what's happening. And he said, "Now send that young man back, lest he die in the battle." Oh, it it takes it takes the clear mind. I listened to the news today driving along. I think back home sometime during the day, and the official charges against the captain of the ship up in Alaska, because. His alcohol level was, oh, it was just out the top. Reckless uh, control of the ship. That man is literally responsible for millions upon millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of damage. It wasn't just the loss of the oil, friend. That's not it. He has ruined hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of uh, seashore and there is plant life, there is sea life, there is fowl, you name it, it's going to go on. It is the worst disaster as far as ecology is concerned that we've had with the oil industry. And it all happened because a man didn't have his mind on his business. It would be a different story if he'd have been sober, and if something beyond human control could have caused it, but it wasn't so. That's what I'm preaching tonight. I'm preaching a spirit of commitment that brings victory. He said, no, don't you let that young man go to war because he's in love. He's not worried about who wins the battle. He's not concerned whether the sun comes up tomorrow night. He just wants to squeeze little mama's hand and say, hey, I still love you. They don't worry about war. They're not worried about whether depression's coming or whether there's a nickel in the bank. They're in love. And he said, that kind of spirit won't win the war. It won't take care of the problems. I'm telling you tonight, church, that it's high time that we come to realize, hey, we've got to wake up to save ourselves. We've got to wake up to save our posterity. It's more than a matter of saving Pasadena. It's more than a matter of saving others. It's a matter of saving and affecting the world unto righteousness that we can somehow stop the tide of iniquity and they will influence us instead of us influencing them. I think we have to really admit and turn a little red face and admit, hey, we, we've been influenced. It's our kids that have been influenced. It's our young people and young married couples that have been influenced. Some of them are influenced tonight. They're not here. The cares of this world so captivated them and their lack of commitment has so caught them up and they're, they're wandering back into the ways that is not the proper way. But oh, where is commitment that says, I am available to fight. I'm available to be a real soldier of the king. I am ready to go to war. I give it all up. Jesus is my number one cause. Hallelujah. You see, we're arguing over incidentals. We fuss over things that are so that are so ridiculous. I marvel at how many people are saying it's these uh it's these little things that I don't understand why you're such an old fogey. It doesn't matter about this, preaching. It doesn't matter about that. I'm telling you, when you get in the heat of the battle, friend, and the perspiration gets to running, you, you forget about
1: looking just right.
0: You forget about what everybody else thinks is it all right no you put a mama in the midst of childbearing and in the heat of travail she's not so concerned if the, the hair is just as straight as it ought to be and the bow is in the right spot and uh, you know and perspiration's pouring down that little countenance and she's right at the door of death trying to travail and bring a child into this world it's a different thing and when you're looking down the end of a gun barrel and it's your life and you're about to die you better have your mind on your business I'm telling you, we've got to wake up and realize there's a devil out there that's got his uh, artillery and he's got his warfare and he's got his strategy and he knows the people that say they're in this, but they're not in it. You're going to have to wash out your spirit. You're going to have to clean out your mind. You're going to have to get television and video and filth and garbage all out of your system. You're going to have to sanctify your spirit. You're going to have to make up your mind. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for God. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, that's too straight. It's only the straight kind that to get the job done. Hallelujah. Well, the reason that Mr. Patton became a legend in warfare is that they tell us historically there has never been a group of men since the group that Patton led that have been any more qualified any more excelling in in uh, the arts of warfare than that group of men that he brought together to fight for the United States. He was a master of bringing the ordinary into a place of commitment and let's go to fight praise God praise God you see we live in a negative world I was looking around this week for the van We've been talking about buying a church van and uh, brother Bobby Long was with us and walked in and talking to a gentleman he said how much you want to pay I said wait a minute let me get one thing straight I'm not on the defensive you are he looked at me I said "Huh? Oh, don't ask me how much I'm going to pay you're on the defensive and you're not going to put me on the defensive. Uh-uh. I said I don't know what I'm going to pay, but I'm not going to tell you either. Because I'm not going to have no obligations. That's, that's the whole purpose of that psychology. Charlie, you know what I'm talking about. Get a man to open his mouth and say something, and he realizes it's wrong, and yet he feels honest. And if he's got any degree of honesty, then he's got to back up what he said. And he, You know, he goes along, and he, he walks out upset because he knows I opened my mouth too quick. I'm telling you, we're fighting a devil tonight that wants you He wants you to get so involved in your world, and loving this world, and loving the cares of this world, and being so involved. Hey, you say, but Bill McClain, I don't know why you're preaching like this, while I've even started trying to preach like this. Some of you have been concerned about your shoes, and about your dress, and about this, and about that, and you're living right
1: there. You're not ready for warfare. You're living in this world. You're wondering if, hey, I wonder who put this on my carpet. Who got the Hey, and I like clean carpet too. We have a hard time keeping ours clean. And I like it clean. But you can't clean carpet and have a battle with the devil. I'm telling you, you can't keep your grass cut and fight devils. And yet the grass has got to be cut and you're going to have to get it all organized. It's a commitment to victory. Hey, we're going to fight, but we're not going to worry about the house. We've got so much time for the house, but we got so much time for God. Hey, wife, I'm going to love you. Hey, kids, I'm going to love you. But number one, I'm a soldier. I'm a fighter in the king's battle. And I've got a war against the devil. There's principalities I've got to pray down. There's power I've got to shake down. There's spiritual warfare that's got to go on. (laughs) I, I hope I don't sound too hard tonight. But friend, this pillar business won't work. If you're not willing to walk in and be a soldier for Jesus Christ and separate from the world and let your yeas be yeas and your nays, nays. I think one of the real commitments to Judaism and God's charge to Abraham and then he is forcing that charge on Moses. See, as good as Moses was, he was rebellious. He didn't want to go along with circumcision. And God had to threaten his hide. And oh, friend.
0: Gayla talked to her mom this week. And she's not a shouter. She's a little bashful girl. Burn up bashful girl. Well done. <laughs> she's excited and told her mom, said... You know what I got carried away in that service and the lady and the young girls and the ladies praying said I shouted out hello hey you know what that is that's commitment I don't know whether it was 30 minutes I think she said they shouted or someone like that 45 minutes but can you imagine for 45 minutes she didn't think one second about Doug Morgan for 45 minutes she forgot he existed He said, but Brother McLean, you're just picking on the kids. No, there's more than that. It's commitment. Hey, up there, I'm down here, and I want to praise you. I don't have to, but I want to. I'm getting ready to live right. Praise and worship and commitment to living right and serving God and loving God. It's unsolicited. We're marching because we want to march. We're shouting because we want to shout. We forgot the house. We forgot the vineyard. We forgot other responsibilities, but we're sold out to the purpose and to the cause of Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I know when you think about it, and I know it's a simple analogy, but when you think about David, David decided on his own to create some positives in his own experience. He just prayed up to a place and says, "All right, I've heard your growl over there in that timber for the last six months, devil, and that old line's over there. I, you know." I know he's over there on that hill. I know he's over there. He leaves his tracks. Every once in a while, I'll run across a little wild animal that's been mauled. And you can tell the old lion's been there. And he got to planning some things out. He said, God, God's going to help me. And I'm going to move in on an old lion. And we're going to have a fight on hand. And the day came, he met the lion. And with God's help, he slew a lion. And then he got it all built up and he got in the bear business. And he took a bear. with God's help. Praise God. I'm saying tonight, it's commitment time. It's commitment time. It's high time we quit saying, help me make it through school one more week. My God. What are we? Is this a spiritual ICU? intensive care unit and we've got all kinds of little paraphernalia strapped on you kids and this is to keep that devil off and this is to keep that devil off and this is protect this and this is protect that and, and oh put a shield around me because i'm just afraid the devil i'm afraid i'll wake up in the morning the devil has smeared makeup all over my face and mascara will be running down my cheeks and, and oh god help me from that devil that sneaks in in the middle of the night and cut your hair off and you wake up and you're a bobbed hair woman the next morning I'm telling you, no, we've got it all wrong. You've got to sell out to some commitments. You don't have to be afraid of any devil sneaking around to convince you of something that you shouldn't do or should do. It's high time, you decide, I'm, I'm sold out, I've got a commitment, I've made up my mind, I'm ready for war. One of the government statements is, you know, the army needs a few good men. Friend, I'm telling you what God needs is a few committed men. Someone that says, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to live for God. If there's meal in the barrel, I'm going to live for God. If the water's running, I'm living for God. If it's dry, I'm living for God. If I'm sick, I live for God. If I'm hungry, I live for God. If i got more than enough to eat, I live for God. I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm committed. Praise God. Now let me tell you something. I know you kind of like a little boy around here. Let me tell you something. I'll give you an insight to something. It'll work too. When you start using it on him, he won't know it, but it's just between me and you you know, talking. You let him know that he's not number one and ultimately he appreciates it. You let him know that he is only number two and Jesus is number one. And if he calls up your house and says, Melody, this is Daryl. And she said, Daryl, excuse me. I'm sorry. But I'm I'm really busy right now. And he won't know what it's about. Jesus and I are having a real good prayer meeting. And, And if you don't mind, call me back in about 30 minutes. I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll be counting the minutes off to call you back. Because if he knows anything about his salt... It's meet up with a girl that's got God as number one. And is committed to living for God. You know what? We, we, are, we, we allow each other to push us around. Oh, call up. What are you doing? Oh, Hey, this high time we get it all straight. Hey, yeah, I'm doing something. I'm having a Holy Ghost spell. Call me back in about an hour and I'll be through. But I'm loving Jesus. I'm sold out to Holy Ghost. I'm, ready, I'm getting ready to go to war. And the only time I go to war is when I feel the master take me by the hand and says, go fight. Go fight. I'm going to go fight with you. I'm going to fight the battle for you. If you study the history of Israel, the one thing that was the prerequisite to winning fights, Is get the prophet to say you better fight or not fight. And when you went out and that wasn't okay. You're talking about coming back home upset. But friend when you got a hold of his hand. And he's pulling you out to war. And he says I think we can win this one. Friend you talk about having a good time in Jesus. I am convinced tonight there's spirits that we have not been able to conquer because we did not have the commitment we needed to conquer. But there is a spirit of victory here tonight that says greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And we're committing to him. Everybody said "Hallelujah." hallelujah. Now there's one fourth class of people that could not go to war. Let's look back over them, the man with a new house, the man with a vineyard, and the man that married a wife. But the officer shall speak unto the people and shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Praise God. Praise God. What man is there among you that's fearful and faint-hearted? Send him on back home. Just send him on back home. Brother Clayton, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I'll tell you what we're going to do with you. We're going to pack your bags and just send you on back home, son. Because you you're not a fighter. He said, you get that fourth class of people and send them on back. Fearful, faint-hearted. Are you worth your salt? Can you really do it? We might as well knock you in the head and not get rid of you and go on for greater things. Is it Bill McLean? You're talking. You're talking wrong. That's a good-looking boy. He he may look good, but he's not worth nothing. I'm telling you, if he's fearful and faint-hearted, he's not worth nothing. Now, girls, I'm sorry. He's tall and handsome, but that that's no good. I tell you some of the worst callowags I ever met up with, with is handsome boys and beautiful girls that didn't have the goods. They were fearful and faint-hearted. Every little wind coming along, ooh, what we're gonna do about this, honey. Ooh. And they they just they're shaking all the time, scared to death, worried about everything. Every little thing comes along free, scared, fearful. Praise God. Going. Okay. But you know what they want? Come back here. <laughs> help us, God. I can't even preach chasing my help. Can't find good help nowadays. Pay's too cheap. <laughs> you know what the world wants? Hey, what well, you know what the girls really you're gonna to have to find is a young man. Hey. So what about tomorrow? I don't know, but we're gonna make it you afraid? Check me. Feel my pulse. It's not It's not accelerated one bit. Come on here. Check my blood pressure. My blood pressure is normal. No, I'm not hyperventilating. I'm just excited over Jesus. I'm thrilled because I got the Holy Ghost. I'm not a scalawag and I'm not a scaredy cat. I got my mind made up and I'm going to live for God. Praise God. you going with me? I can make it. He said those that go out to battle can't be fearful and they can't be faint hearted. Hallelujah. So how are we going to make it? You know, you can get to talking. I'll let you sit down. You can get to talking about Antichrist and Armageddon and everything. People get scared. Why get scared? You say, hey, we may die. So what? So what? I understand that most of the early church died. I haven't found many of them around lately. It's pretty obvious something happened to them. The rapture hadn't took place. Hey, so what? Maybe we will die. So what? somebody said are you post pre what are you i said hey i'm a jesus believer i hope he comes i hope it i hope we don't have to go through tribulation but i'll tell you what's important it's not getting all up in the air over when he's coming it's knowing he's coming and being ready when he comes and live for god live die, sink or swim live or die we're gonna serve god if we fall out of here tomorrow we're gonna serve god but we're not gonna let the devil scare us to death we're having a revival You know what it's going to take for this church to have a revival? It's roll up your sleeve and say, Devil, your wall's coming down. Devil, your wall's coming down. Backslider, you're not going to sleep no more. We're going to pray you out of the bed at night. You're going to roll and toss. You're going to get sick of your stomach. You're going to get miserable. We're having a Holy Ghost revival. We're having an apostolic move of the spirit. The fearful and the faint hearted are not welcome here. praise God praise. hallelujah Amen. we're gonna go out to battle and come back tomorrow with victory we're gonna fight the devil and come back with victory I'm talking about commitment to victory now all of you that's been talking the other way I want you to get it out of your collateral <laughs> I don't know what that is get it out of your vocabulary I said, get it out of your vocabulary. Hope I can make it another week. Make it another week, Patrick. size you are, you ought to be a Holy Ghost bulldozer. My God, you're talking about putting it in overdrive and cleaning timber, knocking down walls. I heard you up there praying tonight. You keep that up and you'll do it. I said, keep that up and you'll do it. Fearful, no. You know where your next nickel's coming from? Not really. I want to tell you something, church. We live in such a false security. I going to show you something that may shock most of you. How many of you have got at least $1,000 worth of gold or silver? You embarrassed to tell us? Anybody got at least $1,000 worth of gold or silver? Well, maybe that's too small. Anybody got a million dollars worth of gold or silver? Anybody got any gold or silver to speak of at all? Maybe just... Maybe a hundred dollars worth of gold or silver, there's a little bit. Brother Cheryl, what's a hundred dollars worth of gold or silver gonna help you? Did you know we are living on a false security? Everything we've got is paper. And this thing can collapse tonight, and all of your all of your retirement, all of your savings, everything can just it's gone. We live and we Oh oh, we're just as safe as our government. What a safety. We owe billions and keep borrowing against what we borrow i'm telling you friend our faith can't be in somebody said i don't know what i'm gonna do when i get old i'll tell you what you're gonna do you're gonna die and well, i don't know about my social security neither do i know about mine but i tell you what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna be afraid or fearful and i'm not gonna be afraid i'm gonna love god i'm gonna roll up my sleeves and kick the devil on the shin and say hey i'll tell you what we'll do we'll do the best we can I'm not saying you don't need to have a retirement. I'm not saying you don't need your Social Security, but you better not have your trust in it. You better get your trust in God. You better put your faith in God. You better know there's a God that's bigger than anything this world's got. That's where it's at. Where's the fighters? We're ready. Where's the warriors? We're ready. Watch out, devil. We're coming out. We're coming out. I'm talking about committed to victory. You know why we hadn't had revival? he said well it's 8 30 it's time you quit i know it but i'm not it's time that i quit but i'm not you know why we're not having revival we're worried about material things we're wondering why our crops are not growing and why things aren't happening like they ought to happen and dear lord you know why we're not having revival well half of this church just got married we never had such a batch of young newlyweds in all of our life. Everywhere you look, there's a newlywed. And they're goo-goo-eyeing around here and squeezing hands. And, hey, baby, what about this, darling? And, oh, this church is in love. We got all kind of newlyweds. This thing is growing with newlyweds. That's great. That's good. But they're worried about each other. You know, how do you want this? Oh, I want this little curtain hung up here. Kevin, you want know to talk about Put this up here, sugar, and paint this wall, baby doll, and, and put this down over here. And he's just working his little knuckles off trying to make somebody happy. And that's a cute little thing he's sitting by back there. No wonder he wants to make her happy. But at the same time, you get involved. You get caught up in this world. You hear me? We get caught up in this world. And we're doing our thing. We're living in this world. And it doesn't fight the battle. While we're chasing our dreams, the world waits on me. And the world waits on you. But somebody has got to say, hey, Goliath, watch out. I'm headed to you. You're bigger than anybody else. But you've been a loud mouth long enough. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. We're about to have a Holy Ghost revival. Listen devil. We're headed down to the gates of hell. I said we're headed down to the gates of hell. And we're coming back victorious in Jesus name. Praise God. I'm committed, I'm committed, I'm committed to His service and to the witness of the Spirit, to righteousness, to living for God, to exploits, to the supernatural. Can you show me one miracle? In this Latter Day Church, outside of the church itself, no. Everything comes through the church. God is waiting on us to do our thing. It's time to say yes. You know, we get our names made. We get cate- we get in certain categories. If I could use an analogy here, softball, you get a little direct with reputation. Hey, this old boy's a good player, but he's only a first base. You know, he's a single hitter. He knocks him out and gets out there and somewhere about first base, about as far as he ever gets. And I listen to kids, you know, when old Sammy Ellis gets up to bat and they say, Watch out, son, he'll knock it over against the tire. Better watch him; he can hit that ball, and he gets reputation knocking home runs and at least triples. I'm telling some of you, why don't you get your reputation built as a Holy Ghost devil chaser and living for God, and you're worth your salt. Backside, if you're here tonight, I mean, this may be the most unorthodox altar call you ever heard in your life, but it's high time that we quit mealy mouthing around. Do you want to go to heaven, or do you plan to be lost? Do you want to be saved? Do you want to burn forever in the eternal judgments and wrath that is kindled and set, set up for Satan and his angels? Or do you want to say, I'm committed to Jesus, and I'm going to live for God, and I'm going to be a fighter of righteousness. I'm going to be a fighter of character. I'm going to be a fighter of principle. But I'm going to live for God. I shall in Jesus' name. I would to God tonight that a Holy Ghost indignation could rise up in somebody and say, devil, you're not going to send me to hell. Devil, I'm not going to be lost. No, sir, you're not holding me here in this spiritual p- paralysis. I'm coming out of my out of my hole. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be spiritually productive. Every head bowed. somebody here tonight if you'll do what God wants you to do he'll shed every force and say I'm living for God I'm giving it my best shot I'm committing myself to righteousness tonight devil you're not going to hold me in mediocrity and complacent indifference and struggle spiritually I'm going to be a soldier for Jesus Don't lead me out of the army of God, preacher. I'm going to fight for the king. While well, nobody's watching. I'm asking you, in the fear of God, and in the fear of your own conscience, to get up where you're sitting and say, I commit myself to Jesus Christ tonight. I will serve God by his help and grace the rest of my life. Are you coming? It's boiling inside you with the challenge. There is a spiritual determination rising up inside you. I charge that venting of truth to come out. Let the Spirit vent itself in your person. Let that cry come on through. Friend, the Holy Ghost is saying, Yes. Yes! I will say yes. I will serve God, I will be a victor, I will be a committed saint, I will be a committed soldier. Let bygones be bygones. Let indifference and unconcern, mediocrity and complacency be a thing of the past. Tonight, I make a commitment. I charge you now in the fear of God, in the presence of witnesses, come in Jesus' name to this altar. Come and say, I give him my best. I give him my all. I give him my everything. No want to tell you something friend this may be a little bit unorthodox but we're not gonna plead with you we're not gonna beg you there's some people here that's making up their mind to do some exploits for God they're making up their mind not to be ordinary Christians they're making up their mind not to be ordinary saints and I'm asking you I'm pleading with you to come on and join in with us and say hey I'm one of them I'm one of them hey I'm gonna get into in the fight I am going to be a soldier of the king I'm gonna be a warrior of righteousness I'm gonna love truth I'm gonna love purpose I'm gonna love the glory of the spirit and the things of God I'm getting in preacher committed to victory are you coming? I'm committing myself to victory all across this building you that want to come saints, visitors, friends whoever you may be you want to commit yourself afresh to victory tonight, come to victory, come Committed to victory. Committed to victory. Committed to victory. Committed to victory. victory. Praise God. Let's stand. I, so, I suppose that some of the biggest hurt I ever had as a child is when daddy was going off to work to do things. And as a kid, we run up and wanted to go. very stern way say son you just you just can't you're not a man yet what we're going to be doing is tough it's hard work you don't have to grow up to do what we're doing and I'd hang around the house and pout of well, these days I'm going to have big enough shoulders and I can do what they do I'm going to grow up I'm going to be a man Some of you think, well, I don't know why the preacher preached that tonight, but I preached to some people that's making a commitment. They're tired of staying home. They're ready to go fight the devil. They're ready to have victory. And we don't have to go and come on the job and in the activities of this life, pressed and intimidated. But we can let the devil know we're in command we are a soldier of the king. We have victory. We have Holy Ghost. Committed to victory. I don't know how many of you have ever studied any of the uh, trainers of the various wildlife but when you get into training, elephants, lions, and tigers, and you've got to have patience, unbelievable patience. When you're talking about an 8,000-pound animal compared to a 200-pound man, you better, you better know you know what you're doing. Take a stick, you hit an elephant up beside the head. Um, you better know where you, who you're hitting on Good trainers handle the biggest elephants. Somebody said, This devil we fight and he's big.
2: That's all right.
0: We're God's children and we're committed. We got our mind made up and we're going to live for God and we're going to be spiritually productive in the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Victory is ours. Victory is ours. Victory is ours. But I want the devil to know. I want the officer to know. You're not sending me home. And I'm sure not going to stay home. Because I'm fearful and afraid. Tomorrow. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll be living for God, facing obstacles, and, lo- and loving God, and not asking questions. And the, if those loved ones that we pray for, if they're not here Thursday night, I won't let up. If they're not here Sunday morning, I won't let up. But I promise you, they'll walk through this door before it's over. Because I'm committed to one thing. Victory. Victory. Any losers here? You better not raise your hand.
2: Pray when
0: we get through with you, you wished you wasn't a loser. Praise God. Victory. Everybody said victory through commitment. Victory through commitment. Let's praise God. Jesus, I love you and I thank you for salvation. I thank you for what you've done, for what you're doing, for what you're going to do. Thank you for the joy of the Spirit. Thank you for your wonder and your glory. Praise God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Arlen, I want to pray for you, son, if you come up here. Praise God. He's been having some problems with his foot still. And the Lord really condemned me today, yesterday. There isn't a reason for him to have to linger around and fight this thing. God knows how to put ligaments back in place and take swelling out. and, And he's fighting a terrible frustration over this. He hadn't told me that, but I know he is. In fact, he hadn't even discussed it with me. I just believe God to take, touch that foot. I said, my God, why, why let's let the devil shove us around over any little thing? In the name of Jesus Christ, I want some of you men to help us pray. Just gather around. Let's believe God to touch this young man. Amen. Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus praise God oh hallelujah praise God praise God praise God in Jesus
2: name
0: in Jesus name shaya Praise God. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Why look you to the right or to the left? Why search that which is behind thee, and why gaze and to the distance to see what is before you. Rather lift up your eyes and recognize thy God. Do not allow the torments of this world to pressure you and frustrate your spirit. For I am with thee saith the Lord reach hither thy hand and clasp the hand of thy savior and let me walk with you and i will lead you through the dark place i will carry you beyond the impassable positions of life i will restore your faith for i am thy god trust in me fret not nor fear for i want to prove my glory in the midst of thee my children therefore i say this night Reach hither, thy hand, and take hold of the hand of thy Savior. For I am here to strengthen you. Thank you, God. Thank you, you, Hallelujah. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm reaching up to Jesus. I'm going to get a hold of the hand of the king tonight and walk out of here and say, "Devil, it's fighting time." Devil, it's fighting time. Devil, it's commitment time. Devil, it's commitment time. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Praise God! I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! My, it's your time to quit now, and I still don't want to quit. Hallelujah! Praise God. Victory in Jesus. I want to sing that chorus and then I'll let you go. You've been a patient audience. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he brought me with his redeeming blood. I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. For oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Oh, he sought me made with his redeeming blood he loved me and yeah, i knew him and all my love is due him yes he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood oh victory in jesus my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming love. Oh, he loved me yeah, I knew him and all my love is to him. Yes, he plunged me to victory beneath that cleansing Praise God. Hey. How's this sound? Would you like to meet up with victory? Shake my hand. This is victory. How's that sound? Would you like to meet up with victory? Shake my hand. You're looking at somebody by the grace of God. Victory's ours. Let's try it. Let's try it. You want to meet up with victory just shake my hand you're looking at victory in the face you're looking at somebody that's committed to victory committed to victory committed to revival committed to apostolic believing committed to faith committed to Holy Ghost committed to miracles committed to exports committed to the power of God <laughs>
1: My Lord praise God
0: God bless you tonight God bless you don't forget our announcements. Sister Nile needs to see zip codes, 502s upstairs. My wife needs to see Sunday school superintendents in the prayer room. All, all class, all Sunday school class superintendents in the prayer room. And the rest of you shake hands and offer a big smile and love Jesus. constitutes a quartet so (laughs) it's been a while since uh some of us sang together there's been some changes some out of necessity others out of want and uh, we thank the lord for what he's done and we want to thank the lord for brother ronnie and brother sammy wanting to contribute their time in this endeavor to minister through song you know a lot of people sometimes look at it like just something to do or a thing to stand up here and do but what we want to do is minister in our song, we want to be able to praise the Lord. In our song, we're not here to praise men, and we're not here to be praised, but we're here to worship God. And we want you to worship with us as we sing What a Happy Meeting!
3: If tomorrow should dawn with Gabriel's trumpet blast, and we should take the trip toward our heavenly home at last, through clouds we'll sail toward that land of perfect day. To through the pearly gates With him forever to stay What a happy meeting Over on the streets of gold With friends and loved ones Gathered there in garments White and so To sing around the throne of God What angels can I sing To worship them forever In the presence of the King Oh, What a happy meeting Over on the streets of gold with friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as snow to sing around the throne of God what angels cannot sing, to worship there forever in the presence of the King. If tomorrow should dawn with Gabriel's trumpet blast and we should take a trip toward our heavenly home at last, the clouds will sail toward that land of perfect day. Through the party gates to Him forever to stay What a happy meeting Over on the streets of gold With friends and loved ones Gathered there in garments White as snow To sing around the throne of God What angels cannot sing To worship there forever In the presence of the King Oh, what a happy meeting Over on the streets of gold with friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as gold to sing around the throne of god what angels cannot sing to worship there forever in the presence of the king we are just a band of weary pilgrims on the moon We are preaching, singing daily of what our God can do. But someday we'll stand together over by the shining sea. Sing praises to the King of Kings throughout eternity. What a happy meeting over on the streets of gold. With friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as snow. To sing around the throne of God what angels cannot sing. To worship there forever in the presence of the King. We are just a band of weary pilgrims on the moon. We're preaching, singing daily of what our God can do. But someday we'll stand together over by the shining sea. Sing praises to the King of Kings throughout eternity. What a happy meeting all along the streets of gold with friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as snow to sing around the throne of god what angels cannot see to worship there forever in the presence of the king what a happy meeting over on the streets of gold with friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as snow to sing around the throne of god what angels cannot sing to worship there forever in the presence of the King. Oh, what a happy meeting all around the streets of gold, with friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as snow, to sing around the throne of God. what angels cannot sing. To worship there forever in the presence of the King. Oh, what a happy meeting all around the streets of gold. With friends and loved ones gathered there in garments white as snow To sing around the throne of God what angels cannot sing To worship there forever in the presence of the King